Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Good morning, Russell. Russell. Good morning, Good morning everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, morning, Jesus. Good Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for a new day. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you that we are well. We are healthy. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us with a good night's sleep. That you give us peace of mind. That you pour your joy into our hearts. We thank you, Father, for everything that you have given us in our circumstances, in our surroundings the good and all the challenges as well, that through all of those, you open our eyes to see the light. You open our hearts to see and know the truth. And by your spirit, you grant us your revelation that makes the difference, that sets us free. You pour out your wisdom into our hearts, Father. And every day you bid us come to you to connect with you and to connect with your word to reflect on that word, to learn something new, that there is a new amount of light that has been deposited into our life that will dispel some darkness in some corner, that the amount of illumination in our existence increases, that we are brought closer to you and your ways, Father. And it is your truth and your spirit that set us free. We surrender and submit ourselves to you completely, Lord. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. Trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart and lean not on our understanding, but on the revelation you grant us in the name of Jesus. And we share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. And we share it with all those whom we are for whom we are praying this morning, whom we have raised up at our altar of answered prayer, at this prayer group, Lord. And as we remember them, we call on your name. We make our prayer in the name of our Father, our Maker, our Creator, the Great I Am, the Lifter of Men, the One who dwells in the midst of the cherubims, the Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords, the Maker of all things, who is able to make every grace abound towards us that we shall be found lacking nothing when he is our shepherd. The one who makes the parched land a pool of water and thirsty land into springs of water. When we stay connected with him, he makes it into rivers. Rivers of living water that flow out of our belly. That in fulfillment of his covenant with Abraham, We are blessed to be a blessing to others. We thank you, Father. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus. The way maker. The miracle worker. The way himself, actually. He is the rock, our refuge, our foundation on which we build our church and our life. The author and finisher of our destiny the one who is our wonderful counselor, the one who is our prince of peace, the Lord, our redemption, the God, our salvation, the sheep gate. He is the bridge to the Father. He is the Lord who heals. And we pray in the name of his spirit 
the spirit of the living God, the spirit of light and life and truth. The hand of the Father that moved at his spoken word and brought creation into order and into existence. The one who changes the times and the seasons. The spirit of Jesus with whose power Jesus was able to conduct all those miracles in his life. And now, it is that same spirit of the living God that is given to us, tabernacled within our body, who gives life to our mortal body. The one who raised us up from the dead. So that no matter how void, formless and shapeless like the earth in Genesis 1 does our life look. When he comes in at the spoken word of the Father, there is transformation. There is restoration, there is revival, there is renewal. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. With that equation that completes through faith any kind of creation. You gave us the, the formula for miracles. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you also give us your principles, your promises, your prophecies, your way of life. Ways that are high above our fleshly ways. And you bid us take those up by following the example, the template that Jesus set for us. That we can then be partakers of that abundance that you had in your original plan for us. That we can then live in the dominion which was always your plan for mankind right from the time you formed man. And you bid us come to it, to receive of that wisdom and to be uplifted. We thank you, Father, that you have also blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers, every provision in the physical and every spiritual gift. That we are not limited in any way. All that you want from us is to commit ourselves to your word, to learn from it. And to rise with you, walking with you in your light. Thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. <clears throat> We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for our lives, Lord. And you bid us renew our minds so that we can then discern what that will is. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any kind of spiritual attacks. I declare divine exemption and I command angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, 
and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. And that gives us the confidence, Father, to say, so is my word, the conviction to hang on to it in faith, that my word will not, my word that goes out of my mouth will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it, when I sent it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I'd like to reflect on closed doors in the spirit. And there are five keys to unlock those doors based on one example. The first thing to note is that the door to the kingdom of heaven is Jesus. And the way to open that door to enter is through faith in his name. Without that, this door will remain shut. No one can enter into the kingdom of heaven. Believing in our hearts and confessing with our mouths. John 10 verse 9 tells us that Jesus is the door. <clears throat> and Revelations 3 verse 8 says, The door he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. So he is able to open doors to people as well. We must first look at or ask for discernment to identify what are those doors in the spirit. There are physical doors, but there are also spiritual doors. And when we discern them, then we can make our way through them. If they are shut, we need to pray against that shut door. Acts 14 verse 27 talks about God opening a door of faith to the Gentiles. So that through that door of faith, there is an opportunity for them to gain salvation as well. Resurrection is another door. Door from death to eternal life in the spirit. Likewise, there are doors to destinies, doors to help, and even doors to the womb. And they don't appear as physical doors. And in a closed door can be a barrier from receiving help from anyone as well. There are times when even people are not able to help their own brothers. And the person on the other end wonders, does my brother not see me that I am struggling? He has the finances to help. But what they do not realize that in between lies a door that is shut, that even if they want to help, they can't. They might help a third person outside of the family. It is up to us to discern where that blocked door is, then to work on it. Now, as Matthew 7 verse 7 says, you can knock and the door shall be opened unto you. So there are ways or there are keys to unlock a spiritual door. Today I want to touch on the example of Hannah, the mother of Samuel. In 1 Samuel 1 verse 5, the Bible says, the Lord had shut up 
a womb. The door to birth a child was shut. Yet the Bible later records in 1 Samuel 1 verse 20 that she conceived and bore a son, which means the shut door was opened. So what happened then in between that transaction there that led to a closed door to be opened is what we need to reflect on. And if we can understand or gain some insight, we might be able to use those keys to open shut doors in our life. In this case, it's a direct example for those that are seeking a child. But that's not the only shut door. There are other spiritual shut doors that you could look at where there are opportunities you are seeking and there is no job opportunity coming to you. Where you are seeking for help and there is nothing that is opening up to you. Or without going further into the concept of doors, spiritual doors, because that is a very big topic. We shall just get directly into what did Hannah do? Is there a pattern there that we can use in our prayer life? And there are five keys identified that she used and you can use too. And the first one is tears. 1 Samuel 1 verse 10 says she wept sore. Tears are God's gift to us. They often come out at a point where we have broken down. They symbolize humility. They symbolize submission. Psalm 126 verse 5 and 6 says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goes forth weeping, he that goes forth and weeps, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves, his harvest, his outcome, his answered prayer, his miracle with him. They have the ability to move God. But that's only part of it. Only crying would not help. The crying is a physical expression. What's more important is the humility and submission. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you, is what the Bible also says. That's resistance and fighting a spiritual battle. But here again, now with tears, we look at the second key, that is, she prayed. So along with submitting, humility, we need to pray as well, and pray fervently. And the Bible says she did. Verse 11 and 12 tell us that she prayed. She cried her heart out. Now, closed door can also mean affliction, can mean sickness, can mean limitation. And in this case, what she was probably looking at is, is something wrong with me? Why am I not able to conceive? She looked at it as an affliction. And James 5 verse 13 says, if any of you are afflicted, let them pray. We are encouraged to pray in any kind of affliction. Now, affliction in general can also mean sickness. So James is giving us a big tip there as well. If there is anything that is limiting you physically in any way, pray. And Jesus taught us that men ought always to pray. 
and not faint, not be tired. Luke 18 verse 1. So she prayed fervently. She humbled and surrendered herself to God through her tears. You can see that in verse 15 as well. The third thing that she did was she fasted. Verse 7 and 8 says she did not eat. She fasted as she prayed out of her grief. A combination of prayer and fasting in total submission can be very powerful provided your fasting is in that submission. Your fasting is to seek the presence of God. It is not just dividing yourself of food. That is not what fasting is about. We must understand the difference there as well. If we are only dividing ourselves of food, stopping ourselves from food and not seeking God, that fasting will go in vain. You have only stopped yourself and not fed your hunger and nothing more than that will take place. Psalm 51 verse 17 says, A humble and a contrite heart God will not despise. So when she fasted, she prayed in humility and in submission. She cried out to God and prayed. That's what we see there in verse 7 and 8. That's an important key for us to remember. You can start, you can get him to move. Fasting also increases our sensitivity in the spirit. Now that again is another separate big topic there, but it increases our sensitivity into spirit, improves our ability to hear from him. What is he trying to tell us in this situation? When we feel we are stuck and limited in hearing him, that's a very big key, fasting and praying. Number four, she made a promise to God. That's verse 11, where she said, if you, my God, look at my affliction and remember me and give me a son, I will give him unto the Lord for all the days of his life. And she said, no razor will touch his head, which means he will be a Nazarite. And verse 19 says, if you fast forward to verse 19, it says, God remembered her. And he opened her womb. And she conceived and bore a son. And then the fifth key is, she actually gave what she promised. She gave her son to God's service in the temple at Shiloh as a Nazarite. She fulfilled that promise. That's an important part. If you make a promise, do not go back on it. Do not forget it. It can be very dangerous. When that promise or covenant is broken, then blessings can disappear. Curses can come and start chasing as well. Now, God rewarded her sincere prayer when she used these five keys. And so can we. We use them when we are praying for a child, when we are praying for a job, when we are praying for growth. That doesn't seem to be coming about. When we are praying for any other limitation that you discern 
as a closed door in your life. You are asking for it for a long time and nothing seems to be moving there. The question to ask is, could this be a closed door that needs opening or needs breaking down? There are parts of the Bible where God says, I would break down the bronze gate and cut iron bars in sunder. Now flatten the ground before you that you might walk. So doors sometimes that refuse to open can also be broken down. But we must use our keys. And if there is any other key that is connected with breaking down doors, then and you discern those through the word, you use that in your prayer. Remembering that has he said it and will he not do it? That is what his word says. And he has magnified his word above his name. Psalm 138 verse 2. So when you find that word, and that's where studying the Bible becomes important. When we find those keys and we discern that this is a key that can do something for me in a certain area of my life that I'm challenged in. You use those keys in your prayer. You look at what does faith in that circumstance demand I should be doing so that it is not spoken faith without action that would be dead, but it will be faith that can produce result. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that discernment to dawn on each of us, Lord. Your spirit of discernment to touch each of the lives of these that you're faithful that pray here this day, that are part of this prayer group. That through that discernment of closed doors in our life and discernment, more importantly, of the keys that you provide, we are able to rise above all those limitations. We are able to step into abundance and dominance over those shut doors. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Thought patterns and mindsets that have grappled them. Cultures and traditions. Any kind of addictions. Especially, we pray against the yoke of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. That these be broken over the lives of your people this day, Lord. We ask for that yoke-breaking anointing to touch these lives today. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. The ones that we are lifting up today in prayer, especially those that are not yet saved, have not received their salvation. Let there be a quickening this day, Father. That your name be glorified. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. That you always hear us. And as we make this, release our faith. Make this as our prayer of agreement in the spirit. We believe that this prayer at this altar of answered prayer. Will produce and has produced. A miracle in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you, Father, for it. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakada <laughs> 
Ananda rasta
Thank you, Jesus. The vision that I was given this morning as we were just praying then was God the Father un unrolling a scroll. And the words he said was, I am revealing my son to you. And then he gave me a vision of, of seeds being planted and then those seeds uh, germinating there coming up. The scripture I've been given is from 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 10. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels to show that the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from John chapter 17, verse 3, quoted from the New Living Translation, where it is written. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. A second scripture shared in the chat is from Revelations 3, verse 20, quoted from the NIV, which says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, our daily rosary and divine mercy sessions and the Friday Bible study sessions, please share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. They, you can also point them to the recordings if they aren't able to join live. The recordings are stored on YouTube, on our Spotify page and links posted on Facebook as well. Also, a heads up on our Bible study topic for this Friday. The topic is God's systems of advantage. And in, in it, we will learn how God actually set us up from the start at an advantage over all else on earth. We will also learn about God's covenants given to men and his kingdom principles designed to provide that edge in any situation. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. Please share those with family and friends and invite them to come and to receive that blessing just like you are blessed. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Thank Russell. You, Russell. Russell. God bless everybody. God bless everybody. God bless everybody.